Disney's Alice in Wonderland. No, top I mean, five Disney I, movie. Top top five Disney movie of all time. Really? We can deserve the island in, Disney movies at the end. Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, is your top 100. five Disney? It's movie. in the top five. It's it might a, be in the top three. Wow. Okay. I come yeah. at no, no come at me, bro. No. Give me something else. <laughs> Okay, everybody, welcome to a bonus episode of the ITCs for All podcast. I'm Billy Watts. And I'm Daniel Nemro. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit today about uh, Billy and I um, are very excited uh, that we have been asked to give a lightning talk at ISTE tomorrow. Lightning talk, um, that's talking really fast, right? Yeah, I thought it was about weather originally, <laughs> but evidently it's not. Um, that was awkward. So, no, it's not. So, uh, so we're going to talk about that. Of course, we do have to touch on today is Sunday, uh, November 29th. Um, it is National Lemon Cream Pie Day. Mm. So I like love fruit, pie. Fruit inside of a pie. That's the basic definition of all fruit. Lemon cream. Typically, you don't. Are, are you a lemon fan? Like, I, I are, love, you, are you a lemon water fan? I, what? You know, what does that mean? Lemons in your water. Oh no, that's weird. Okay. But uh, lemon uh, dessert foods, I'm mm-hmm. all I'm all in on lemons. Lemon meringue Le- versus lemon cream. What's the difference? I mean, cream. I mean, God, I hate that I know. Cream, like whipped cream, is you know, cream and sugar whipped together. Meringue is egg whites, which then have to be cooked. Um, so they so that it's not disgusting. Biz has some fact about salmonella that she'll tell us, but. Um, I like I love pie. I can't believe this is a real day. This is ridiculous. I, I love it as well. I love all pies. I could eat pie every day. I believe pie, we should figure out how to make pie uh, a new breakfast. Oh, I'm in for pie as breakfast. Yes, pie is breakfast. Why is it not? It's it's, it's Danish. It's a donut. It's pie. Right. What's it between pancakes and pie? Yeah, pie is better. That's the difference. <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is like a food fact that we agree on. Yes, this is rare. What are we talking about uh, tomorrow, Dan? Yeah, so let's let's get into that. So we, um, Billy, you and I have been for a while now, um, I'll be arrogant, uh, kind of go-to people <laughs> in our division for um, for all things digital citizenship, for talking to kids um, of all ages. We've been fortunate enough to be in um, different schools all over the county, different age groups all over the county. And so we were asked to give um, a, a lightning talk, which is essentially, I guess, I mean, if you're reading it like I am, it's like a mini TED talk. I like we, that. A mini TED talk where there's a clock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, buzzer beater style. Yeah. Buzzer um, beater. TED yeah. Talk. Yeah. So, so we've been asked to give this talk and, and it's, it's kind of like, I guess a passion project for you and I, you know, and, and it's something that we talk about frequently, even when we're not recording ourselves or preparing for something. Um, why, why, how, how did this become our thing? Why is this our thing? So um, I think it first started as being fathers of daughters, uh, raising daughters in a world where everything they post, every comment, every photo is screenshot and shared on the Internet, made us conscious and gave us ownership in the game. And then as we as classroom teachers, I think both of us had the experience where we saw kids really find their voice online and we we found kids that uh kind of lost their voice and lost their way because of something childish they might have posted and so as we became leaders in our buildings and uh as the technology coaches 
we ran into that idea of, I want to be about more than just what you can't post. I want to be more about more than just don't post profanity. Don't post nudes. Like I want to be something more. I, but then also as a dad, as a father, I wanted my kids to have this opportunity to be something more. Yeah. I think for me, it was, it was kind of two things. It started with when I was a classroom teacher, when I started using Twitter, um, Mm. this, this makes me sound old. Like I, I, I think I was in Twitter as a teacher before it was as common as it is now. And and so I was interacting with kids on Twitter and every now and then, like I would see things and be like, God, that's terrible. Um, and so it became a part of like, you know, it became a part of the conversation in a geometry class. I'm like, Hey, glad you asked me that question on Twitter last night about the review. Also try to post things like that less often. Um, so there's, <laughs> there's like that part about it. And then, and then when I became a technology coach, what I found was, and I think this is probably something that I learned from you is that I wanted to be able, I wanted every kid to know my name, right? Yeah. So like, I didn't want to be the computer guy or the tech guy or the IT guy. I didn't, I, I, I don't want to be that guy. Right. Um, and so a way into every classroom, every room is through digital citizenship. There is something going on, either it's a big picture thing or it's a minute thing about, you know, screenshotting someone's work and passing it off as your own. There's, there's a way in every single classroom through this conversation. And I think that is, so I latched onto it at first, just as it was a means to get me in the room. Now I think it's become for you and I, where we've intentionally learned enough about it or stayed current with what's going on is social media or just talk to kids um, that we've found that there's this, there's this aspect I feel like of digital citizenship that is, we think of it differently than citizenship. Like we, we want our students to be philanthropic. We want our students to pick up litter when they see it in the hallway. We want them to do good deeds and random acts of kindness and all these things. And I feel like sometimes we forget that our kids live, they live digitally, right? So like we should also be teaching those same skills. Like what's the digital equivalent of like picking up trash when you see it or, you know what I mean? Or like doing yeah. a good deed or a random act of kindness. And, I, and so I think those, those have become kind of part of like where I've concentrated efforts. Like I love seeing when kids interact with other kids in a positive way on social media. I feel like some of that is we're coaching that, right? Like we're setting that example so that they see that being a good citizen and being a global digital citizen, those two things go hand in hand. Yeah, I think it, we as adults who grew up analog, who then entered college and then entered the profession in a digital age, the kids that come in our classrooms, we just assume that they are by default digital citizens. And like like you said, citizens of the real world, there are there are rules and there are laws. And if you break them, there are punishments. But then there's also the opportunity to vote and the opportunity to protest and the opportunity to spark change that you want to see in the world. And again, we just think that kids grew up with a device from the time they were a baby. So they know just how to do this. And so uh, I remember being a technology coach at the elementary level, walking into a kindergarten classroom and asking to do a digital citizenship talk with something that the kindergarten teacher was like, look, Mr. Watts, they, they don't even know their letters. 
And and I was thinking, but you know what? They have But they can tweet. They, right? <laughs> but yeah. they can tweet. And yeah. they know how to post photos and they know how to watch on YouTube. And I was like, but even at this age, they need to have some guardrails around them that keep them focused. But then also understanding that what they're doing even at five is building their digital tattoo in the future. Yeah, I, I think that's been maybe my most fun conversation with kids is sort of helping them establish a brand. Um and even if it's not like a 12th grader that knows that what they're doing and they want to be this and that, but still just a brand, sometimes your brand at that age can just be that you're a good person and that you mm -hmm. like this kind of music and that you are complimentary of your peer. Like that's brand worthy. You know what I mean? Like helping kids kind of find that path. And I find that same thing as a parent now. And I feel like the conversation that I, the conversations that I have with friends, with peers of mine, about their kids and and social media and what we're doing on there that I think I think we have to have that same conversation that we're having with our students with our friends our our yeah. our peers and and then with parents of our students to say you know do you realize the impact that your social media or your not in a bad way but your sort of exploitation of your kids cute photos of yeah. those on social media are you real do, do our peers realize how like the levity of that and I, and I, I know the answer to this guys, uh, but Billy, <laughs> wh why, why does digital citizenship matter to the garden variety, non-technology forward? Like, why does it, why does that matter to teachers? Why should it matter to teachers? Because I think the biggest uh, struggle that we have as educators in the classroom with our kids is our kids come in fact checking us. Our kids come in finding answers and watching videos on YouTube. And sometimes the information they find isn't correct. And, and it's sometimes it's hard to win that opportunity to, to speak into them and give them that information again. And so I think if we ask everything, we ask the devices to be put away, we ask all internet to be turned off, and we live in an off-the-grid mode in our classrooms, we are not making the connection from the classroom to the real world. But when we take what we, the knowledge and the expertise we have in the classroom and we find a real world example of how that applies today and how you can share that knowledge with now kids make the connection kids see why math matters kids see why history matters kids see why when, when you learn how to read and you learn how to write the power of less words is more than writing three pages yeah i also think part of it is and this is something we see a lot like in we see it a lot all the time but i think we see it right now especially in like in pandemic virtual learning even more is that teachers are having a hard time. And I think rightfully so with like how to properly assess kids and whether or not to let them turn in stuff late or retakes. And there's this big topic of like, are we teaching them to be responsible if we let them do X, Y, or Z? And this isn't that podcast. And I'm happy to rant about that at any time, as you know, <laughs> but I do think that if, then if we are going to take that as part of our job, then, then let's pick up that mantle and really run with it. Let's say, okay, if we want to teach kids to be responsible, let's teach them to be responsible everywhere. Not just in this tiny microscopic slice of a sliver of part of their day. Like right. let's teach them. Okay. Bring something to me and show me that it's reliable, a reliable source, right? Create something and, and make it your own as opposed to just borrowing from somewhere, mm -hmm. you know, th those kinds of things. It matters. Um, I also think that uh, you and I both hate cliches. 
there's there's a part of this that it's it's part of our job, right? Like to teach digital citizenship. And you and I both work at schools of more than twenty eight hundred students. Truth, like that's a lot of students um, for one teacher. And so if we can pull some other teachers in, I, I, there, I wish that there's some teachers that I know that would be great online if they were willing to get in and, and like get in the game a little bit. There are so many teachers that would be good influences to students and parents if they weren't just spectating. And I don't mean that they're not, they're already doing a million things and I get all that. Right. But they don't, they don't, they don't have to like be like the best player on the team, so to speak. They just have to get in the game, you know, like get in there and help us because just by setting an example, I, you know, some teachers don't even, they don't need to do anything intentionally to teach digital citizenship other than tweet responsibly or right. post responsibly. You know right. what I mean? Like I, I wish that we could get more teachers in there with us. Yeah. I think our, our teachers and our, our colleagues are so excited about the content that they're an expert in that I want our, I want our colleagues to be promoting that online. I mean, yeah, yeah sure. A kid might make fun of you and, and, and call you a geek or a nerd for talking about science or math or, or, or history own that. online, but own it. Right. Because yeah. Ultimately, every kid is looking at you and seeing what parts of you they want to grow up to be and what parts of you they don't want to be. And you, if you are, like you said, not a spectator, if you just be yourself and be yourself professionally online, then every kid's going to follow that example. From this whole conversation, our big takeaway for teachers would be to get in the conversation, to, to yeah. be a part of it, to to find some way to contribute. And, you know, it's you and I love that starfish story of like, you know, it mattered to that one. Um, I think if a teacher is online and they have seven followers and one of those kids grows up and wants to be a science teacher because of that Twitter account, or, or if they just don't bully somebody online because they saw that their teacher was complimenting people, just anything. I I don't think so. I I don't think sometimes we give ourselves as teachers enough credit for the impact that we have. And in order to have that impact, you really have to get in the conversation. Truth. Yeah, buddy. All right. Well, that's, that's it for the bonus episode. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. As always, you can go to itcsforall.com for all of our social media and our videos and tutorials and other things that are there that are there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, also, if you want to add to this conversation, we would love if you are hesitant or have questions about how to get involved with digital citizenship or starting your own social media account and you're a teacher and you want to talk about it, go to ask.itcsforall.com. Leave us a voice memo and we'll talk about it on a future episode. Thanks, everybody. See you next time.